Dave and the Jennifer. Oh, let's head back up to Utah's Capitol Hill as we continue to keep an eye on the hill. We're going to talk code blue on homelessness. There's some legislation that we have been keeping uh, tabs on. Here's uh, KSL News Radio's Adam Small to kind of give us the lay of the land. This new bill seeks to address shelter needs primarily in the winter. At the same time, Utah is seeing one of its biggest winters in years. KSL.com reports House Bill 499 would require counties with at least 175,000 people, that includes Salt Lake, Davis, Weber, Utah, and Washington counties, to create winter shelter plans beginning in 2024. The bill got nearly unanimous support from the House, including Representative Joel Briscoe. I encourage the 74 rest of you to go survey your district and look at the resources and talk to the elected officials and the nonprofits, the churches and the other groups in your district. The bill now heads over to the Senate. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. One of the hardest things this winter has been, Debbie, every day when I get off the train to walking to work, I walk past a, a homeless encampment under the overpass. And when we have these bitterly, and I mean bitterly, cold days, 5, 10 degrees, um, and I see these unsheltered folks just lying, not in, not in tents, but in the open air, maybe covered by a tarp, I am just heartbroken. Representative Steve Ellison, uh, the bill's sponsor on the line live with us right now. Um, good morning. Good morning. So practically speaking... This legislation, one, if it's all, it all gets through Capitol Hill and signed by the governor, what does this look like out on the streets? Yeah, thank you. So we've seen just this winter, you know, upwards of a dozen unsheltered individuals uh, freeze to death uh, just between Salt Lake and Utah counties. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's any secret that there's lots of challenges in citing either a permanent or a temporary uh, homeless shelter. And so the introduction of this concept called Code Blue would basically say once the temperature hits a certain point, we it triggers uh, very flexible zoning. It doesn't require any zoning approval whatsoever. It grants that automatically to where uh, d- different facilities, uh, community centers, churches could be automatically opened up to shelter people from the frigid temperatures and hopefully <clears throat> prevent a humanitarian disaster if we have, you know, extremely low temperatures and our, if our other shelters are full, we need this kind of automatic mechanism to, uh, to protect people. We, we saw something happen earlier this year, maybe in the last month, but it was one of these bitterly cold nights and uh, a local group came down and set up essentially pop-up tents, covered them in... Uh, some some tarps, and then basically threw some heaters in there for for people uh, to to warm up. But then the next morning they were being torn down. Would this allow for some of these pop up situations on these especially cold nights? Yeah, I'm very familiar with the group that that did that to to try to protect people. Um, we can do better than that, and that's what Code Blue will allow. We won't wouldn't need to set up tents because we have. Lots of uh, you know community kind of commercial buildings that could be utilized uh, on a nightly basis, and you know they've got fire suppression and you know built-in heaters. Anytime you start putting people in a tent with say a propane heater, that introduces a whole separate set of risks that we really don't want to have to deal with. 
so 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 just real quickly before we let you go, Representative. For example, could a school um, be turned into like during the winter break uh, be turned into a, a shelter on on a moment's notice? Um, you know, I, I think it could. I think the reality is, is that we have a lot of you know dip, other facilities like okay. rec centers that would have showers and bathrooms okay. and maybe be a little bit more flexible. But the, the goal is to provide options so we don't have to, in the moment, declare an emergency. There is space, though, oftentimes in shelters that goes unused because folks are choosing not to go, even when there is availability. Do you address that? Um, so currently this winter, our existing resource, homeless resource centers under a bill I ran last session had to flex uh, because we didn't have sufficient winter over, overflow, even with the opening of the Mill Creek uh, shelter. And so this bill would actually increase the ability to flex. To your point, there's always going to be a number of people that are shelter resistant. However, when it gets really cold, we find even those people will typically seek refuge in, you know, a church or a rec center if that becomes available. Representative Steve Ellison, thank you for joining us. Wendy Garvin, Executive Director of Unsheltered Utah, waiting on the line right behind the representative. You were part of that group. In fact, you called the show uh, who set up those those tarps um, downtown to shelter the unsheltered during that bitter cold spell we had. Wendy, what do you think of this code blue plan that that the representative seems to be winning over support on Capitol Hill for. I am thrilled with it. Um, We set up tents because it was the only option we had at the time, but I 100% agree with Representative Ellison. The best solution is to put people inside of safe buildings with, with fire suppression, with heaters, with showers, and to provide them the services that we all have access to on a regular basis. Why would it, just be a, a few days. Should this be a, a a larger bill that would allow this to be the case, basically whenever it is deemed necessary? Why only like fifteen or fifteen degrees? Well, I I think that um, the bill has some other parts to it. One is the overflow that Representative Ellison referred to. Those are beds that are open every day, all the way through winter, and um, and they do address that ongoing need. But as he referenced, there are some people who don't prefer shelters, um, maybe because of PTSD incidents or or maybe they had a bad experience at a shelter. So they only come inside when it is life threatening. And that's the population that the Code Blue Bill would best represent. Wendy, in the 60 seconds or so we have left, just give uh, us a visual of what you see this, uh, how you see Code Blue going when the temperature I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen again this year, but maybe next year hits uh, those those life threatening temperatures when the or, you know it's fifteen or below um, outside. What building do you do you open up, um, and and can the city stand in your way if this is state law? This bill prevents the city from stopping us. You may know that uh, my group also opened up a church this winter, and uh, we did that technically against the law. We decided that we were willing to take that risk uh, to save lives. But this this now lifts the zoning problems that we were facing and allows us to do something like that in a church or a rec center or any other community building that folks can make available to us. We can bring the volunteers and we can open up and provide hot home-made meals and safety. 
So that's what I hope that we see all through the, the Wasatch Front in the upcoming year. Wendy Garvin, thank you for joining us, Executive Director of Unsheltered Utah. Good for you, Representative Ellison, and also uh, Unsheltered Utah. Good for you. Get the, get the government at the local levels out of the way if they're going to block or be resistant to getting folks sheltered. Uh, get them out of the way. And that's what this legislation does. Uh, and, and the moment that Representative Ellison said, we have lost 12 people, 12 people who froze to death on the streets of Salt Lake County in Utah County. What do you say in the last few months, Dave? Yes. Yeah. Just this season. I'm sold. I'm sold. So now it'll be state law if the bill gets through. My concern is, and I saw this, I saw, I've seen this all, all winter, there are shelter resistant that will not go in, no matter how cold it is. It's shocking. It's it's hard for you and I to understand that. Uh, but there, there are some folks that just refuse to go no matter how cold it is. Maybe this will make it easier for them.